0: For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.
2: Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: A pasty, but with Sean Stasiak's hot pink pants wrapped around it like it's the package. (laughs) Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 13th
3: of January, the year of our Lord 2000. In the UK, the... Tim Burton, alright but not bad film, Sleepy Hollow, had finally dethroned The Mighty The World Is Not Enough from the UK box office number one. Nobody was releasing video games in the second week of January 2000 because that would be insane. Instead, everybody is trying to beat Crystal Caves on Donkey Kong 64.
0: Oh, what a game. Underrated.
3: I'd say so. Uh, Tess wouldn't. Sadly, (laughs) Westlife's God-awful cover of I Have a Dream. Really tempting, the end of the world. Uh, that was happening in the millennium. Is still number one. Oh, go on, lads.
0: And the UK Hang on in there. And
3: clearly the honky-tonk man of bad singles.
0: <laughs>
3: but somewhere in America, that little old country, out of the pond, there was a little company called WWF putting on a little show called SmackDown. And the world needs to know, in these trying times, what was happening back then, 20 effing years ago. But luckily, isolated as you all are, in your bunkers, your panic rooms, your Harry Potter bedrooms, wherever you are, fret not. Because myself and Tom Campbell are the only people on the planet right now who know the answer to these questions and what happened on that fateful night on the 13th of January, 2000. And you're, of course, listening to the dulcet, audio-based, blue, what does it say? Blue microphone, it says blue, it's not black,
0: tones (laughs)
3: of Matthew hailing from his kitchen somewhere in Benwell, speaking to a man who was coughing directly (laughs) into his soup can, attached via wire all the way in Gateshead. Mr. Tom Campbell, how the hell are you?
0: I might be in Gateshead. I might be in Jesmond. I might be in Jarrah. I might be in Plymouth. Who knows where my isolation <laughs> station is? As far as I'm concerned, it's across the nation. Um, yeah, Your VPN I'm, I'm...
3: says you're in Milan.
0: Ah, there you go. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm going to keep it that way. Math, how are you doing this week, sir? Thank you for joining me Honestly... on the Holly Classic Smackdown Review. Oh, thank you, Tom. Honestly,
3: I have been healthy I have maintained uh, my little exercise routine of putting some on Netflix and Dean Stretching and whatever. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm, it's, I'm past the point where it's like you cough once and you go, oh God, this is it. <laughs> it's like the rock put his eyebrow up. Um, but now it's the point where my self-isolation, I've gone, well, it's been two weeks since Germany. No more self-isolation. I can go out and see people. So you go on Facebook and go, hey, who wants to hang out? Nobody because <laughs> it's bleeding 28 days later outside the rest of the humanity. So I'm oh like, all right, cool, back to wrestling and trying to beat Secret Agent on GoldenEye it is. So, I would have happily, you know, not, not the worst thing to complain about. But, exactly. Uh, so what were you saying, Tom?
0: I'd have happily hung out with you, and that was kind of going to be my plan. So the as, as you know, if you're following the, the narrative, the Cultaholic office has now closed. We are operating out of spare rooms uh studies kitchens uh in separate houses all over the place now uh whilst we wait for uh the virus that we cannot say in fear of demonetization voldemort uh to to blow over um And so my plan was to spend, you know, kick back a little bit, help my community, (laughs) be uh, be, be like one of those people. (laughs) You can see where the story's going. Be one of those people that could go and collect groceries for for other people who were struggling. I was ready to be like the hero of the community and do my job here. And then I woke up on the first day in my new office with a new dry cough. (laughs) I was like... Oh, no. And my good lady noticed it. So we rang. So 111 was rang. And it was like, look, it sounds like you may or may not have it. But as a precaution, since it's a new cough, you need to self-isolate for 14 days. It's like, oh, no. So and and the sad thing is, and and I have a terrible I have terrible guilt for most things. But like this is dogging me. My good lady has. uh has unfortunately been dragged into this mess with me, who has no symptoms uh, of Voldemort at all. Uh, however, because she lives with somebody who has self isolation, friends, yay! It's fine. We didn't want that freelance work anyway. <laughs> oh, fun. so um, uh, as as we speak, um, I'm in the what was the spare room now my office. Uh, the good lady is playing The Sims and. Probably a little bit annoyed with me, but understandably so. <laughs> but we're going to get through this together. It's all fine. We we ordered pizza last night because heaven forfend Domino's shuts down during a massive pandemic. Um, but otherwise, spirits are high. I may I may have Voldemort. I may not. Uh, but spirits are otherwise high.
3: I mean, not for nothing. It would be funny in a horrible way if it's like oh it turns out i do and i spent the last days of my life on earth watching smackdown with matthew
0: <laughs> couldn't think of a finer way to go mate there's part of this, you there's part of me that goes i kind of hope i have got it now it sounds really bad because at least it would justify me staying in for two weeks if i get to the end of this and they go oh, right no, you're fine i kind of want a bit of justification for, for a fortnight in trapped in my flat
3: yeah that's a very relatable feeling Tom when you ring into work going look I hope I'm ill. It's not just that I'm unhealthy I haven't looked after myself. I hope this is a proper thing. So you go to the doctors he goes yeah it's a virus. You're like yes.
0: Yeah you want that <laughs> Phew. A bit, don't you. I'm not being what, dramatic. I, I don't know when you when you went into isolation whether you feel like this or whether it was sort of too soon for you to process it but I've seen all the stories coming around of people who were uh, were going into isolation but there was a few sticking around and as i said at the beginning i wanted to be like the care in the community i wanted to be the guy that could you know go to tesco's for everybody in my area and do all that and then when i when i woke up in the morning and the symptoms were coming through it felt like it felt like i was playing an mmorpg and my characters just died like i feel like i've let the team down <laughs> Like, guys, you've got to go on without me. I wanted to be useful and fight the the, the Hydra, but I can't now. Uh,
3: I think uh, Wee Man on uh, Facebook, not the guy from Jackass, the guy from ICW, said good things like, which character would you be in the apocalypse? Because he was saying, I'd definitely be the guy who'd say like, ah, choke on him, or hope I give you the poos or whatever. <laughs> and I would definitely in question be the guy who would have no famous last words. He would just go, ah, very undramatically. <laughs>
0: I think your last words would be, what bus?
3: <laughs> Should up, Tom. There's no zombie behind me.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, God, Tom, on, no. with the, on with the show. I've spent most of my 36th year oh. dying. I say, I said I'd be dead at 36. Maybe this is how I go. In my spare room, foaming at the mouth, watching you... Smackdown. <laughs> Why did you say you'd be dead by 36? I just thought, I just had the thought last year that I think I'll be dead at 36. Bloody hell, Tom. <laughs> I think I've jinxed it because I've been ill since I turned 36. Should we get on there's, with the there's, there's uh, There with we you. go, I feel Tom. Like we should move away from discussion of Voldemort and on yeah, to brighter move, things.
3: Right, moving out from Fallout 3. Uh, usually we set the tone now for people they who. Don't care about Westlife, about what was happening in the world of wrestling news.
0: So why don't you take it away, Mr. Tom Coffin. First of all, if you don't care about Westlife, I don't care about you. Second of all, uh, this was the beginning of hopefully a clean slate for World Championship Wrestling because reports are out that WCW had an absolute stinker. In 1999. According to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter from this week in the year 2000, reports are that WCW as an entity lost $10 million during 1999, which would make it the most money any single wrestling company has ever lost in a one year period in the history of the business imagine like how bad your company has to be going. where in the height of a wrestling boom period, where wrestling is a cultural phenomenon. You lose $10 million. That's
3: so weird. Cause even Jim Crockett promotions, who had to sell to Ted Turner when he was buying planes, didn't lose as much money as WCW in 99.
0: <laughs> That's horrible. absolutely ridiculous.
3: And it's, it's also weird when these, periods of history happening it's not like there's one bad episode of nitro or one bad pay-per-view and it's that's it meow, boom they were on on the ropes from very late 97 after starcade to 98 98 they were still hotter than the sun but the product the issues that they had in 97 they didn't they went unresolved so by the time 99 came around it's like oh yeah they It's not been great, 98, but now it's going to affect us in 99. So it's always fascinating to see how, like uh, one of those big boats, you know, they can't, they see smoke coming, they can't just turn like a small boat. They have to, like, wait a bit, then turn.
0: They can't see, they can't move away from the iceberg that they are heading drastically towards right now.
3: There we go. What Uh, else is happening in the news, Tom?
0: Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair have meetings with WCW head office uh, this particular week. Hogan has agreed to return uh, on Nitro at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, There is talks of potentially a Ric Flair return as well, but uh, nothing has been set at this time. Ric Flair has said on many occasions how unhappy he is in WCW at this point, uh, possibly heading to the WWF. Maybe soon. We'll have to keep an eye on that one, I think. Uh, But uh, Hogan... He's uh, speaking of a return, and he's picked a date in particular. He's picked to, to return on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. It's Nitro from the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, do, you, do you know why? Why do you think Hogan has chosen to return on Valentine's Day?
3: Because he's a lover, not a fighter.
0: No, because he is not a dummy. He's also a bit of a carny. Uh, Because that is the night where Raw will be preempted by the Westminster Dog Show. So Nitro is guaranteed a a ratings boost, which Hulk Hogan can claim as his own brother, 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 brother. That's Hogan's And and why not?
3: And why not? If they fall for every time, don't stop doing it. Uh, So the, the dog show's coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Can oh. we review the dog show?
3: Is there any bulldogs in tight jeans looking a bit rough?
0: <laughs> rough!
3: Thank you, thank you. Hey, very good, very good. So, uh, yeah, the subjects. the, oh, the and Flair... Oh, gone. on, I was going to say, like, coming up, Tom, is sold out 2000, which is such an insane disaster. I can't wait just to recap the news, but mind no mind what SmackDown is that week, it's just recapping all the things that happened lean up that show and the show itself. Hogan and Flair should have shown up the day afterwards going, hey, here's two blank checks, lads. <laughs> Write whatever you want and come back as soon as possible. Because things are about to go from bad to very bad. Oh,
0: gosh, yeah. It's a, it, and do you know what? What I love is that people who are discovering, people are discovering this time period for the first time through this podcast. And I love to tell those people that $10 million lost in one year is a drop in the ocean. <laughs> Oh, compared to right. what is coming.
3: And it's like the butterfly effect.
0: Every time WCW does something bad, WWF does something right. Oh, it's so true. Hey, staying with WCW for a short while longer before we move on to something else, right? Uh, which one wrestler in this particular week in the wrestling world do the following people have in common? Okay. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Snooker, George the Animal Steel. Tito Santana, King Kong Bundy, Honky Tonk Man, and Bob Backlund. Also, Nick Bockwinkle, and Bruno Sammartino. And what's the question? Which one wrestler do all of these guys have in common in this particular week?
3: And this week, oh god, um, they were all announced to be wrestling at Sold Out 2000.
0: You, you, Do you know what? You are half right.
3: <laughs> Jesus,
0: you are. Wait, half, really? You are. You are. Well, maybe you are. That third was a joke. Right. You're a third right, maybe. Oh, I'm. I'm happy with that. Do you want the answer? I absolutely do. The At answer. The, seat. the answer is Jeff Jarrett. Oh,
3: okay. Because you had the three matches with the first three people you mentioned on the Nitro exactly. coming up.
0: Let me explain the full story. So uh, oh, on it. an upcoming Nitro, Jeff Jarrett uh, is in a series of matches facing legends of wrestling. Several former WWF stars were approached about being brought for the angle. Uh, Jimmy Snooker and George the Animal Steel agreed and made about $3,000 each for doing so. Uh However, approached and turning down the offer were Tito Santana, King Kong Bundy, the Honky Tonk Man, and Bob Backlund. Also approached was Nick Bockwinkle and Bruno Sammartino to put Jarrett over. What? Yes. Bruno. Bruno Bockwinkle asked to put Jarrett over. That is amazing. Obviously, Tito Santana
3: would change his mind because he would wrestle... Um, but, hey, all right, Bob Backlund, I can see. He's, he, at this point, he was wrestling on house show, not house show, sorry, I mean, indie events against Gilbert. So, yeah, sure. Don't know why he didn't want to put over Jarrett. Nick a <laughs> I mean, No, he wasn't the type to keep on coming back for that. Like, He's I mean, him. he would have been very old. I mean, he was... Jesus, he was really old when he had that five-star match of heading in, like, 86.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, so
3: I think it was more out of the fact that he was immobile. Um, or, you know, fighting over the remote in the old folks' home. But to ask Bruno to show up on Nitro after he's not been on TV in decades...
0: <laughs> that
3: is amazing. Thank you, Tom. Bro, Just when you think you know everything about out, WCW. Bro.
0: Hear me out, bro. Jeff Jarrett bro. is the greatest of all time. Bro... You're gonna lose to the best ever, bro, Bruno, bro, Bruno, bro. You're gonna lose Bruno. to the best, bro. <laughs> Imagine if we got Bruno versus Jarrett on Nitro. Oh my God, what a weird. Word so uh, Snooker, way.
3: Snooker was paid uh, three thousand. Was that? Yes, indeed. Oh, that's, that's a dollar for every day he escaped uh, custody. <laughs>
0: Do you want some rock controversy? Did it kill in the ratings? Oh, sorry, carry on. (laughs) Uh, From the Observer newsletter for this week, there was a huge bit of controversy stemming from a radio interview Dwayne The Rock Johnson did on the Opie and Anthony show. It stemmed... Oh, i seen this. you know this? You know this one? Get, to, get, to, get into a motive. Okay. It stemmed from Opie and Anthony bringing out a guest named Sick Boy, who was the webmaster of a site yeah. where another person writing under fictitious name, WDB, wrote a parody rock interview on the show, which included a fictitious response to a fictitious question. So, Sick Boy... Uh, so, am I right in thinking that this is like a wrestling role-playing malarkey?
3: It seemed to be there were lots of these around this time. I know the people who weren't around on the internet and, wow, do I feel 5,000 years old talking about this. But, yeah, there were people who would sometimes write the results. There were people who would write their own fantasy stuff. My God, there was a lot of fantasy booking and writing and stuff like that. And a lot of joking stuff, you know, just why wouldn't you around this period? So I can see, I don't remember the specific one, but I know a lot of them like this around the time.
0: Okay, so sick happened, boy, the, uh, the lad in question Wright uh, uh, wrote this fictitious response to a fictitious question uh, about a bank where the Rock in character said he's half bla-, said I'm half black and half Samoan. I don't know whether I should rob the bank or eat it. Now the Rock didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus
3: Christ! Eat the bank. <laughs> the guy had half the the first half of the joke written out and was like what did Samoans do
0: so this did the rounds and uh there is a hoo-ha with the rock uh who was on the phone to his publicist uh from the wwf for two hours regarding the post he goes on to the opening anthony show he's plugging his book the rock says it's all going well and then they bring out Sick Boy, the guy who mm. wrote this thing. And The Rock was furious uh, for claiming that by putting him on, in some way, Opie and Anthony were condemning the racist remark and he stormed off the show. The ro- or the audience... No, no, no. Uh,
3: in- endorsing the remark, Tommy, Bean.
0: Yeah, endorsing the remark rather than condoning. That was I'm just really verbatim from Dave Meltzer, who was writing in who had spent twenty years writing word. in Chicken Scratch. But we love him for it. <laughs> uh, the audience was stunned with his reaction, and Sick Boy, while Rock was telling him off, claimed to have not read the post. He was, of course, the webmaster of the site, so it's very logical that he didn't read it, and that he'd fire the writer eventually. And the controversy seemed to have closed the entire site down. Obi and Anthony were left there embarrassed with everything that happened. Their big guest had walked off. Uh, And uh, Rock went on to claim that the site made racial remarks about Mark Henry and Jacqueline as well, which the site denied. Uh, It was all very silly. It sounds like a role-playing website that went massively out of hand. And, yeah, I actually kind of stand with The Rock a little bit by bringing this guy out as part of the interview. You are kind of seen to be endorsing it, and you shouldn't.
3: Absolutely, and that audio is easily found on youtube Obli and Anthony listening to The Rock Obi and Anthony were very interesting characters to say the least but yeah they would have people on like The Rock to, on their heyday talk about things. and he, it's it's very abrupt hey let's bring Sick Boy in and uh, The Rock's like whoa Sick Boy I've seen that website and it it's like you can hear the comedy training stalling like on the tracks like uh, uh, oh you, this is a real thing oh and it's like alright well The Rock's gonna leave and it's like oh what so then it became the the, the the headlines. You know, the rock storms out of Opie and Anthony. It's like, oh, it's not. It's, it's worth watching if you want to listen to that. But I mean, yeah. And again, I'm not endorsing these things, but they were very. You know, look at the audience. The audience is still the attitude era. That's slightly maturing, but not by much. So it was aimed at that type of audience, that type of thing. And to say that a man who was half Simone would eat a bank is a, a very realistic comment to be made on those websites. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, Jim Ross said on Wrestling Observer Live that WWF are looking at putting Amy Dumas, aka Miss Congeniality, in ECW, together with light heavyweight prospect Papi Chulo. Hey. So this will start uh, quite a big movement in wrestling. Uh, and the, the, the star of <laughs> Not for which Papi will, Chulo. Not for Papi Chulo. I was going to say, the star of this will surprise you, uh, but it ain't Papi Chulo. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Papi Chulo,
3: uh, Mexican Maro to his friends.
0: <laughs> nice. Like, like it. Mark Morrow not oh, whatever. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Let me check uh, the microphone. Dream Stage Entertainment uh, sent WWE, WWF a proposal this week. The gist of it seems to be, and this is wonderful future echo for something that is occurring 20 years later. Dream Stage Entertainment uh, want to become almost a WWF Japan. And Ooh. part of this, this uh, proposal includes having WWF do regular tours and TV tapings in Japan, have an exclusive roster with Dreamstage Entertainment based and almost rebrand themselves as, the, as WWF Japan. And I find this fascinating when you consider that right now you've got um, Triple H heading up like a big push to get into Japan when they were offered it on a silver platter 20 years ago.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of differences between the Japanese wrestling scene now and back then, but Bruce Pritchard's thing, and these are the same comments we had months ago, last time it was brought up, Bruce Pritchard's on um, the Conrad show was talking about how it would happen uh, whenever some company in Japan or someone else would go, hey, why don't we do this with our roster and your roster, and split. And they always go, we can do this without you. When we go there, the crowds don't want to see DSE versus WWE. They want to see our product. So why would we need you? There's, there's there's no point doing it. Um it is fascinating to think that it would give us, you know, the Rock versus Marco Crow cop or whatever, but um it's neither here nor there. The DSE would later on, obviously right now they're doing Pride, and Pride right now is bigger than than Pokemon for lots of people in, in Japan. It's huge. It's actually having a negative impact on the wrestling scene according to wrestlers so I could see why they'd want to do business with them but it's like oh wait you don't need us well why would we we'll do that Hogan thing where we wait until you're on your ass then come do it and save you but they would later do uh, I believe Russell 1 was them and that was kind of them doing WWE style but it wouldn't do that only lasted like 5 shows or 6 shows and then Hustle would be really out there in terms of have you seen
0: any Hustle Tom I've caught a little bit of Hustle and uh, yeah. I was very intrigued by the product. It felt very sports entertainmenty. Uh, very, very. They had
3: uh, Riki Chosu team up with Rikishi Fatu just because their names were similar.
0: <laughs> That's like when I was playing FIFA Road to World Cup '98 on the PS1, and I couldn't afford Ronaldo, so I bought Redondo.
3: Hey, you're not here to be smirched, The good name of Redondo.
0: <laughs> he was a who? Who's
3: phenomenal. that entering the impact zone? <laughs> And also, they would have uh, Kevin Randleman show up uh, of Pride, but because of the way his name's put down, they call him Kevin Randleman, <laughs> like Mega Man. Like that's like
0: <laughs> he Randleman. He has the power of Randles. yes
3: by day, he's mild mannered Kevin Randall, and then he, you know, goes to a phone booth, comes out as Kevin
0: Randallman. Oh no, he's, he's he's on the he's on the he's on the boss select screen for Mega Man. Ta-da-da-da-da, Randleman. John! <laughs> <laughs> you shout Steph! I shout John! Steph! John! Stephanie! John! <laughs> John Steph. Uh, Steph or John can you make Randall man thank you Steph can you beat Randall man thank you (laughs) Steph I don't know how to make the dog work (laughs) the dog work you know what I mean though
3: (laughs) that was an ongoing joke in our house because there's some YouTube thing they watched and it was some jokey guy going Mega Man's here, along with his Mega Dog. And I'd say, the dog's name is Rush. It's always been Rush. What do you mean, Mega Dog?
0: I prefer Mega Dog. It's not.
3: Yeah, we just sat around like, just chilling. And so I was like, hey, you know who my favourite Mega Man character is?
0: What? Mega Dog. I'm like, it's Rush. It's Rush. Please welcome to the stage. (laughs) Prog Rock's very own. Mega Dog. (laughs) Is there not a Rush tribute band called Mega Dog? Mega Dog. (laughs) (laughs) That should be a thing. It should be a thing. Anyway, one more bit of news, and then we move on to SmackDown because this has been. There's a lot going on in the world at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, man. Right, good news, mate. 17th of January, which is is it? What's the year of our Lord day for this episode of SmackDown? 13th of January. 17th of January. Davey Boy Smith is scheduled to return. Yeah, boy. Oh, get it. Where's he been? No idea. (laughs) He's just been away. In an alley. He's just been having a little sit down. Congratulations on going into the Hall of Fame, by the way, British Bulldog. We we are here uh, to induct the British Bulldog, should he so require it
3: oh god I hate the amount of people that have been at us going isn't this great because I'm like yeah thanks guys last thing we need is Davy Boy Smith Junior showing up (laughs) I heard what you said about me dad
0: (laughs) no listen it's fine Junior it's fine we were just taking the piss out of your dad when he was wearing jeans the rest of the time he was (laughs) alright when he was a bad dog when he was a bad dog (laughs) when he was a bad sweaty red dog when he was
3: old, when he was old, yellow, like the back of his pants.
0: There is something wonderful about potentially the Hall of Fame being moved to SummerSlam and Bulldog being inducted over SummerSlam weekend. That feels yeah.
3: nice. Yeah, should move it to SummerSlam '92.
0: <laughs> just call
3: the event SummerSlam '92 and just go. Well, no one's here. We can do what we want.
0: I just. Just get Bret Hart on the uh, on the on the podium to give the speech for, on behalf of Bulldog, just because Bulldog's got up there and got off oh, forgotten. Bret, you do it.
3: <laughs> Bret somehow still attacked by a fan in an empty arena. <laughs> yeah. oh, anyway, that sounds like good news. Let's move on to SmackDown, shall we, Tom?
0: Let's move on to SmackDown.
3: <laughs> Dramatic recap from all the important bits of Raw. Actually, I've noticed back in some of these previous podcasts, I don't do a very good job of explaining what's happening in front of people. So setting the scene. So I'll be hopefully a bit more uh, elaborate in my explanation. So uh, we start off the show with a dramatic recap from all the bomb bits of Raw. Starting with The Rock holding a Mooney with the entire roster around the ring. Ready to walk out on the candy asses of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon-Helmsley. We have nothing to lose but our chains, comrades, (laughs) says Rock. Uh, The Rock, first of all, demands Mick Foley get reinstated and uh, Triple H has no choice but to obligate this and May Foley is back in action uh, or back in, in action to be honest with you and The Rock also wants a main event of all of DX versus The Acolytes and The Rock and Sock tonight Oh, The Rock does care he'll just never talk about it or sell it in any interview uh, recap of that main event sees DX walk out on Triple H as he's left to fend for himself <laughs> when a, when a if it's a set of all along, Tom?
0: It was a set I wonder if it is a set of all along. Again. Oh.
3: And we skip ahead, though. Somehow Mankind gets pedigreed through the announce table, even with all of DX leaving Triple H. Not sure what happened there. And then getting pinned in the ring with another pedigree. Um, apparently everyone else decided to self-isolate. Uh, however, Mankind recovers after getting pinned and brawls with Triple H after the bell. Bleeds a lot. Often seen that on WF and no-selling everything Triple H throws at him with Triple H assigned to leg it instead while Cole yells Mankind has started a war with Triple H ooh, what can that mean? <laughs> anyway, witty woo witty woo, witty woo intro with Undertaker, Undertaker Undertaker, to his friends still in the intro somehow
0: he's still mm. technically a, a guy on the roster
3: hmm we just won't be seeing or hearing about him
0: no, never again <laughs>
3: The Lesnar of 2000. And we are in Chicago, Illinois. Should be Illinois, but whatever. Uh, Triple H and Steph, with three H's on the end of her name, walk to the ring and Stephanie can't even get a sentence out before something small is thrown at her from the crowd and misses. And God, they are booing them hard tonight. <laughs> Just showing up existing, they hate. Stephanie McMahon clarifies: no one is leaving the WWF and doesn't know why anyone would ever want to leave. Any wrestler can come and talk to them whenever they have an issue. And the smart crowd chants, What about Sean Stasiak? And meat, meat, we want meat. But they carry on at this pre-edited show. Triple H is hit. That was a joke, by the way. Triple H is here to apologize. Uh, not to the fans, of course, but no, no, not even to the wrestlers either. Because Triple H has sacrificed everything for them. No, no, no. He's here to apologize to DX. <laughs> They've made mistakes. And Triple H is showing them tough love. And they gave it back to him on Monday. So tonight, as a make good, it's the New Age Outlaws versus Bradshaw. No DQ, and if Farouk interferes, they lose their title shot at Rumble. Match two, the New Age Outlaws versus Farouk in blah, 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 blah. You got it. And X-Pac, who's been like a brother to him. A kid. A one, two, three kid, if you will. So tonight, he's going to team up with Triple H to take on Big Show and The Rock in the main event. Uh, oh oh! Sorry. as for McFoley, Foley Triple H reminds him he pinned him on Raw so at Rumble he's just going to stay in New York City with his blood and he continues adding descriptions of what he's going to do to him he's going to bake him in a cake he's going to put him on 30 for 40 minutes and stay with mind, it cuts to her and god she's just grinning and oh she's really digging this <laughs> she's like it's like David Cronenberg's crash she's like yeah then we're we going to do and then I'm going to cover him in flour and aim for the wet spot yeah Um, Triple H challenges Mick to come out now and settle things the start of the show we don't even need to wait for the rumble he says Tom and that always works oh, music plays and here comes good old Midian kind this was fun to see it it is, Uh, it's a very well done character, especially when he immediately gets on his knees and apologises to the greatest wrestler he's ever met or been in the ring with guest producer Triple H and along with...
0: <laughs> cut to cut to our library where Triple H is on a laptop going, they let me write this bit.
3: <laughs> along with Jerry Lawrence insisting that's the real mankind, going, I know that voice anywhere. <laughs> and then uh, Legit Mick Foley, thank you, shows up, still covered in the blood from Raw. Possibly because the show is still... Thinking about that match, or possibly because he's too tight to get his shirt cleaned, we don't know. Loud Mick Foley chants, so it's good that this is angle's working. And he, great speech here, what more do you want from me? You take my job, you make this idiot imitate me, and in what should have been a great moment on Raw when I returned, you pinned me and ruined my shirt. He wonders about what is Mankind. He's a great author, he's a tough SOB, he's a hell of a fighter. But it saddens him to see, after the beating Triple H gave him on Raw, he is not ready to wrestle him at the Rumble. Because to Triple H with his big poo-eating grin. You are the game. You are the best in the biz. Mankind is nothing more than a beaten-up, pathetic fool. But I think the WF fans deserve a substitute, and I'm going to name him right now. And the crowd's like, oh, could it be The Rock? Makes Takes a few steps forwards, removes his mask, and I think you know the guy removes his shirt. Cactus Jack, bang bang, crowd banana. Midian kind worried. Triple H, brown pants. <laughs> Foley pounding away in Triple H. Midian kind stops him with a chair, allowing Triple H to peg it. Mick Foley, sorry, as Cactus Jack no sells it. Turns around dramatically. Crowd cheers that. Triple H watches from the ramp as Midian kind takes a pounding. He gets beaten up on the outside, gets a cactus elbow with a chair. Cactus gets to the mic. You're going to make me bleed at the rumble? Well, it's not the first time. It's not going to be the last time. And I've got a lot of blood to bleed. Bang, bang. Fantastic. Like, we should just end the podcast there, all the silly bugger news well, we started well, at the start of the can, show, because, can, because can... this is one of the best things of the year. It's one of the best things I remember as a kid. One of the greatest man moments that I rewound re- 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 and watched. Tom. Talk.
0: Can, can I say something?
3: <laughs> nah.
0: Okay, carry on then.
3: No, go on, Tom. Please, please. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, I got so caught up in that. You, it was, was such What moment. was
0: lovely is you genuinely got so caught up in that, and I was like, please don't just move on to the next segment because I would quite like to talk about this too.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna sit down here quietly. You, 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 talk for a bit.
0: Um. First of all, uh, Alex uh, was watching the opening bit. Uh, the, opening pro, the opening bit for the start, very start of the show. And Alex made uh, quite, an inter- quite a funny comment. She's very good like that, is my good lady. Uh, she said, Mick Foley looks like Dave Grohl if he was an accountant. Wow. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And there is some, there is some dirty truth to it. Some dirty yeah, truth to it. Yeah, I can see that. Um, whilst there's, this is split into two for me, this is a very long Triple H admin monologue. And these are, mm-hmm. like, these are very, very prominent throughout most of Triple H's career, are they not?
3: Absolutely. They're popping up more and more, like the spots on his back.
0: <laughs> oh, because he's done it right. Um, he might not have done. I just want to put that out there. Um, long, long rambly Triple H bit. You, But you forgive that on this occasion because this is where we get one of the coolest returns... I think the company is ever known because Mm. it wasn't it wasn't because it was a surprise and it wasn't like another person coming in it was the same guy changing gimmick but WWF was so good in cluing up because obviously Cactus Jack has been a part of the WWF before but it was many years before this and they did such a lovely subtle job of reminding the audience who and what cactus jack was through little videos about mankind's career that when mankind took off the mask and whipped off the shirt and the cactus jack wanted t-shirt was underneath everybody was there immediately there and immediately it became a very viable threat to triple h and i loved it as you did mate wasn't it wasn't it a segment and a half
3: Yes, it was, Tom. Yes, it was. It was the And this time. is also the last time we saw Cactus Jack officially. Well, more on that later on. We'll get clips of him to hype him up. But officially, the last time we saw him was when Cactus Jack and Terry Funk lost the tag titles in the cage match. The Was it the day after WrestleMania? I think it was. And they lost quite badly. And that's the outlaws know, then joined DX. Quite an important episode of Raw. But then. In a very lovely bit of oh, what made Big Foley so effing great. While they're lowering the cage and fans are leaving, they're like, Don't worry, folks, still to come, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And as they're beating and battered, they're having to hear, Stone, Austin, Austin. So the next week, Foley went, Well, oh, you, you, you saw me beat down and you shouted for somebody else's name. And he goes, "Oh well, I already don't, I don't feel appreciated by you that much, and you think it's gonna be a, a long time since uh, you see you see Cactus Jack again." I remember the people in the crowd going, "Cactus, Cactus," and he went, "No, no, 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 <laughs> you, you, too little, too late, folks." Oh, and then wow. he would become Dude Love as the mystery opponent, and that's that old lovely feud. But and that was the last proper time we saw Cactus Jack. So it's yeah, God. How good was this? How it, good was this? Oh, yeah. it was amazing. It was absolutely.
0: When they nail stuff, they nail it. They really, really do. Also helped,
3: Tom, by uh, I think we say this every week because Triple H becomes synonymous later on with being a, a camera whore. God, his reactions! Ha, ha, ha. I beat mankind! Ha, ha, ha. I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat! He, he, he. No match at Rumble for me! Hoo, hoo, hoo. I'm so smart! Ha, ha, ha. Captain Jack, he freaks out. He's like, no, 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 no. no. That that long blonde hair and the weird looking face he's got it makes him look like the Peyton from Ghostbusters Two. Just freaking out, not happy with this. And you're like, even if you know who Cactus Jack is, you're like, oh, Triple H is in deep, deep trouble.
0: It's. So I can't wait good. to give this company my money. Triple H just sells it like the 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 biggest threat to his career has just turned up and really like this is this is like with wrestling this is where you you truly suspend your disbelief for moments like this but if you suspend it you have the most amazing time because you see a man who is suddenly terrified of what is coming towards him you are seeing a man yeah. who is terrified of all of a sudden he knows he has pushed this hardcore legend too far and he's gone deep deep into his brain and pulled out the darkest possible side of him and he sells it like he he knows he done messed up it's incredible incredible work by all the players here
3: and there is one negative uh no more million kind oh i
0: know there goes my hero. <laughs> Press for median kind. Dave Grohl, if he did accounting.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on, if we can, to the next bit, the New Age Outlaws. They here, and Rod Dog does a nice bit where I think he's just trying to mix it up. He's going for a little rhyme and it goes this way and that way and ends. Of course, if you don't like that, you can crowd suck it, Road Dog. No, not yet. That's Billy's part. <laughs>
0: i think they're trying to mix up their shtick because they're very aware that they're heels and they're getting
1: hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big-game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash
2: Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at SleepNumber
1: Stores or SleepNumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
0: and they need yeah, to mix uh, it's, it up it's a,
3: Yeah, but then they do stuff like this, which is even better than the usual stick.
0: <laughs> it was much better. I think that they they would end up being much lazier with it when Road Dog would go, oh, we're going to kick that shiznit doggy style with all your mamas. Uh, that's quite a lazy little addition, but I guess it yeah. heals it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the money. No.
3: <laughs> anyway, they're taking on Bradshaw, who... Just looks chubby, if I'm being honest. Oh, he's a chonky, um,
0: isn't he? He's a chonky boy this week.
3: Here he comes. Starts the show by throwing powder in the Dog's face. It's a bacon powder we cannot verify. Billy Gunn takes a header over the ring steps to start this because fat equals power in WWF. Bradshaw tries for a powerbomb on Gunn on the ring steps, but Rodog chair shots him to regain the momentum. Billy goes for the stinger splash because he has to be ripping off WW finishes. However, Bradshaw catches him. But before he can slam him down, Road Dog twats him, and both Gun and sm- uh, both him and Gun smother him for the pin. Nice and simple. Bradshaw looks good and fat, and New Javel's beat him. As <coughs> is what should be happening to handicap match, to be honest with you. Tom, your thoughts?
0: I liked it. I enjoyed it. Just, just, a, just a cheap and cheerful hardcore knockabout as we build towards the APA versus the NAO at the Royal Rumble, did the job and they'll be back out again later tonight and they'll do the same with Farouk, so it's a rinse and repeat formulae, uh, it seems to work quite well,
3: yeah Speaking of good formula, here's the Rock and Coach backstage This is a debut yeah. for the Coach It's, no we've had him before, but he got all of three words out before the Rock took the microphone and did all the promo,
0: Oh, okay. here's, here's a
3: proper introduction though, no, you are right sorry to be anal,
0: no no um, no don't be,
3: please do be anal <laughs> It's weird because The Rock is, it changes up like the Road Dog. Instead of just dominating the entire interview, maybe he's re- realized before his comments about him are right, he actually plays along with Coach. It's nice. He goes, The Rock has four words. No. Blah, 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 blah. He goes, Who are you? And goes, Well, if it matters, I'm uh, Jonathan Coachman. Jonathan, that's interesting. Welcome to W.F. and The Rock Show SmackDown. Thanks. They call me The Coach for short. Coach. Coaches in coach for the girls little league team and this carries on like that and because it's it was great because coach would realize character where he's just completely oblivious like yeah Rocks you know, answer all the questions he actually leads him and leads him and goes so how did you get the nickname coach well it's a funny story actually it doesn't matter it's like that that's rocks almost seems to been lazy but it's just been like every other segment's been hello it's the rock. Rock, how are you doing? Uh, what time is it? Uh, it does it like straight, goes straight for it. But if you lead them down that path, it's way funnier and um, way more amusing, especially when coaches already made himself look like a giant nerd in the vein <laughs> of Kevin Kelly. So. This was nice and we get many, many more segments between one of the best tag teams on the roster, The Rock and Coach.
0: Oh, just just absolutely golden. There was something wonderful about watching The Rock at work here. It's just every time he's... like, I think we talked about it a few times on the podcast, but there is something special about Dwayne Johnson at this point in his career where he is just this stoic asshole and is beloved yep. by everybody um, and is the nicest man on the planet. But here he is, just barely cracking a smile, sunglasses on indoors, but the crowd are going crazy for him.
3: Yeah. I mean, much prefer them when they're in the ring, because at least it's something to talk about with the crowd reactions, but
0: yeah.
3: Moving on. Too Cool and Rikishi are heading to the ring as his ass his is brought to you by WWF Volume 4, which you've already plugged last week. Western Union, a good way to send money. Mm. And phonefree.com, free long-distance calls over the internet. <laughs> It'll never last. No chance. Yeah. And they're taking on the Hollies. So we get a recap of Raw, with Hardcore Holly pinning China in a tag match, due to Jericho refusing to tag in. Hey, Holly's pinned both of them now. Ah, oh, we've got there's some sort of three-way coming up that people will bitch about for years to come. And they're teaming with Al Snow tonight in a six-man tag. And Lawler gets a good line and goes, I used to think Al Snow was a pain in the neck, but now I have an even lower opinion of him. (laughs) Who does everybody hate? Al! (laughs) And we have Grandmaster Sex working well with Crash and Hardcore Holly with this big bumping style, where they're trying really hard here compared to the class of 99. It's not going to last for long, mate. Big bumping style, taking over... To Scotty2Hoddy, to who tags in, and we get the debut of SmackDown of the Bulldog into the Worm combo. That became the, the trademark way of setting up the Worm, and it became the point where people you hit the Bulldog, you go, oh, now we know what's happening. Yeah. You know, and now it's, he does the Bulldogs on the floor, and then he does the face. So again, fine tune the act week after week. Hot tag to Rikishi, who murders everybody before settling on Crash Holly to pin because he bounces a foot off the canvas at the Rikishi driver.
0: Just, Snow it's then a big old the, jump, doesn't he? It was incredible.
3: He does. All of those bouncy rings of the Year of Our Lord 2000. And it's great for guys like Crash Holly because he just flies off into the sun like Kyle kicking his brother. <laughs> Al Snow then interrupts the Too Cool Dance to attack the Hollies and complains about how he can't team with anybody because he lost last week teaming with the Duds and Mankind hates him because he's a
0: get. They went from him to skedaddle and then resumed dancing. Oh. Is there something about um, Al Snow? I quite like this Al Snow shtick at the moment, which is Al Snow um, hating tag teams and just picking on them every time he loses.
3: Yeah, uh, I think everybody hates him, and it's great.
0: Yeah, Because now it's
3: Twenty, and people really hate him. It's an act that's aged so well. (laughs) It's a dream. Yeah. Also, I used the word skedaddle there. Uh, Tom,
0: what oldie words do you like? Because you exude old word energy to me. Old wordy words I like. I'm a big fan and I use it quite a bit of shenanigans. Shenanigans is a great word. Love hullabaloo, which is a really nice word to say as well. Uh, I also like penny farthing. Don't get a chance to use it very much, but penny farthing is (laughs) a nice nice. one. The the bicycle. But yeah, it's the big bicycle with the big old wheel. Uh, But I'm a big fan of those those particular words stand out to me. What about you, sir? Uh, I'm fond of nincompoop. Ah, nice. Nincompoop is a good word. It's a strong word. Yeah, and when that's not available, I like to use malarkey. (laughs) Oh, malarkey's great. Malarkey's good fun.
3: And if you're listening to this podcast, you should
0: let us know what all the words you like to use. <laughs> Hit us with some oldie wordy you new word news oldy worldy words. I'm.
3: I'm <laughs> that was a bugger to say. Go on I'm one more time. I'm not
0: even drunk. oldie worldy words. Hit us with some. Yeah.
3: Surprisingly, we then get footage from way Japan, known as Japan in the top left corner, <laughs> and it's all amazing looking. It's the Visceral, disgusting clips of barbed wire and blood, and even has tracking footage at the bottom. So they must have purchased a tape from the back pages of Power Slam magazine.
0: <laughs> I wrote in my notes here, and then I'd stop myself. I wrote in my notes: Cactus Jack promos are a great idea. How clever and and uh, use and and quick thinking they were to. Get videos from Japan, edit them down, and put a Michael Cole voiceover over the top in the event that Cactus Jack would make a return on this particular episode of SmackDown. But then Um. I remembered, but then I remembered that we've just watched a return which basically features a man taking a shirt off and, and, and taking a mask off. So suspension of disbelief is very much required during the Cactus Jack era of SmackDown.
3: Yeah, how do you know catch Jack was going to be here? You never see him and Mankind in the same place at the same time. There was that one video on Raw once. On Monday, uh, Big Show and Test teamed up to take on the mighty team of Bossman and Albert. Uh, show and Test's tag team name, two wrongs making a right.
0: <laughs> and... <laughs> how the mighty have fallen, Big Show and Test.
3: <laughs> yeah. The, look at what, look up the push you could have had, said Big Show and Test Yeah. <laughs>
0: Is it they, they this... they're, they're like the uh, we are the triple eight squashed society? <laughs> <laughs> we are the haunted emotion society. Uh,
3: we're the last bottle of condiment that you'll never use, <laughs> but you keep us just in case you have guests who are posh.
0: <laughs> the last bottle of condiment you'll ever use.
3: You are that gimmick, uh, like, bacon cheese you got for Christmas off your nan. <laughs> Looks disgusting, but sometimes you can't be arsed to go to the shops. is the great song we're making, mate. Yes, I lost my calling as a, as a twaddle expert. <laughs> this leads to Test versus Gangrel, the battle of two guys who suck for a living. Gangrel is, I guess, heel as he sends Tess to the outside and his main squeeze, Luna, gives him the business. The ref's not looking, but Test has a lot of anger because he sees Gangrel and realizes that he spent full money on Castlevania 64. And he remembers that Konami re-released it less than a year later, and it still wasn't very good even then. So there's lots of pounding at the poor vampire here. Luna yanks the referee out, so Test brings her in the ring for a spanking, but the referee stops it for some reason, don't know why. Tess delivers the pump handle slam on her, then nails Gangrel with the big effing elbow. Crowder's
0: happy as Tess looks cool and he's hitting women. They do make out on commentary like, this is Tess taking out his frustration with bloody women on Luna. They they kind of make yeah. that point several times. Like, Well, Tess has had a, a terrible time with women at the moment. You know, it's well with his wife leaving him. So, of course, it's justified to give Luna a pump handle power slam. <laughs> Steph put Steph put Test in a match he didn't like last week, so of course he's justified giving Luna a pump-handle power slam. God, hippity-hoppity, you know the rest.
3: Backstage China apologises to Chris Jericho. And Jericho was uh, sceptical at first, but then he says, well, you know, I'm prepared to let bygones be bygones. They are still both the IC champion. Don't think about it, don't think about it. But Jericho is a lot more human in the segment and accepts it. And him and China look like they could be a proper team moving forward. Aw, oh, isn't that nice, Tom?
0: It's lovely. I'm hoping they will get on. I like this little bit backstage where we had Jericho and China next to a forklift. You know, China stood next to a unit, great at lifting items up beyond their highs without assistance. Oh, and a take forklift! A
3: bow. Take a bow, Tom.
0: Thank you Thank you Tip your waiters Thank you i still got it Even though I've got The Hold'em all I've still got it
3: That's good on your tombstone Tom
0: Yes it is mate Along with I told you I was ill
3: <laughs> The next match is The Hardys With their manager Hardly dressed ring For oh goody More of the Bossman Albert team Good it's been two minutes Since I last mentioned them and this is Matt Hardy's return to action after his brother landed on his head. Uh, good, good week to return to wrestling for Matt. Uh, of no, Albert's cool throat... Th- oh, God, I knew I'd mess it up. Throat thrusts. How was that little thing Thrust. out? The- throat. Thr- Christ. Throat. His punches.
0: Thrust. His shots. They are throat thrusts, though. Yes. Thrusts. Straight to the throat. Thro- yeah, thrush.
3: Crowd chants for Terry So, you know As uh, Albert delivers a funky torture rat Into a neckbreaker As he's trying to get over Crowd's like, nah, we're just going to stare at the tits, sorry (laughs) So boss man realises the crowd are chatting for her too much So he tries kidnapping Terry
0: Yeah, like he made a vain, weird attempt to kidnap a woman (laughs) mid-match Yeah
3: He knows what's getting the audience's attention So he takes her and Look at his track record Maybe he's going to turn her into a pie You know, some stuff happens (laughs) Albert accidentally splashes Bossman in the corner so they argue and then Jeff gets the lucky schoolboy and this is called a huge win by Michael Cole over the team of Prince Albert and Big Bossman uh, Bossman then gans attacks both Hardys and brawls of Albert until Sergeant Slaughter and the rest of the Scabs show up to break it up
0: so we are t- we have dissension in Albert. the ranks between Bossman and Albert, which uh, I know about you, mate, but I am clamouring for that Bossman Albert rivalry. Right, I mean,
3: I can't remember if they had a feud after this because why would I remember this thing? I can barely remember GCSE French. I am sure as hell not remember the Albert Bossman feud. But
0: I believe they had a very brief dance, very brief before Bull Buchanan. Was making an to make an appearance.
3: Right, I remember Bull.
0: I will remember Bull. <laughs> will you remember me?
3: Backstage, <laughs> we get something even even dafter than Tom Campbell's little song. It's Lillian Garcia interviewing Big Show, and they're doing the look how big Big Show is, look how small Lillian is camera shot. With Lillian Garcia looking like she's halfway down a manhole With her arm up in the air Barely Barely getting the Big Show's tit It is insane They should have had her on the forklift Anyway, Big Show is mad That he hasn't had a rematch He's the only guy to not receive a rematch for the WF title He also says There's no way The Rock is winning the Rumble You think he can eliminate me? (laughs) Perish the thought, eh, Tom? Oh, he imagine, imagine
0: such a thing happening!
3: Right, he also takes issue with Rock calling him a jabroni. Well, I mean, if it lo- if it looks like a jabroni, <laughs> looks like a jabroni.
0: <laughs> Big Backstage? Show is not a jabroni, and we are seeing another heel turn on the horizon. So, what I want to do, very briefly, uh, with you and I as the hive mind, math. Is cool. calculate the amount of heel turns we've had from the big show so far. So, in the history of SmackDown, not the history of forever. Oh, from okay. The beginning, right. From the inception of SmackDown to now, because that is all that we think about ever. So, Close. from the start of SmackDown, bang, heel. Yeah, with Undertaker. Heel with Undertaker. He yeah. turned face when he became, when he feuded with the boss man. And yeah, was that how it happened? Champion, did he? Was there a heel turn? Was there a face turn before then? Yeah, I'm trying to think why
3: Big yeah. Show would have been face, but nothing's jumping out at me. No, I think was it him leaving the Undertaker that made him face.
0: Well, the Undertaker left.
3: Yeah, so he just it was just like, oh, here's the Big Show. He was only a bad guy when he's with Big with Undertaker. I'm a friendly he just started beating man up referees. now. Ho ho ho, friendly giant. giant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go heel, uh, then face around October, November time. We reckon in time mm. to become the WWF champion. And now we're looking at a heel turn in January. So three.
3: Is it a heel if you just don't like the Rock calling you a jabroni?
0: It was. Oh, I don't. It, no, I'm not saying that he's turned now, but I'm saying that there is the uh, the, the seeds planted of a heel turn. Who cool. were? Because we are coming up to the. And I think it happens on Raw next week or the week after. The infamous whiny Bitch promo from The Big Show. Uh, the. The. Why. You know. CM Punk had the pipe bomb promo, as we all know. You had. Stone Cold Steve Austin in 96 deliver his infamous Austin 316 speech. You had Ultimate Warrior tearing down the cockpit doors and shoving the plane into a nosedive ahead of WrestleMania 6. And you had the Big Show standing in front of a Raw crowd in 2000 saying, Why do you boo me? What's changed?
3: I think I was saying the infamous promo he goes, Has anyone seen me dad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Oh, no. Not he went now. for
3: a carton of cigarettes in 1983. You've not seen him since.
0: Oh, no, no. Why do you boo me? What's changed? is Like, could you imagine uh. Roman Reigns coming out? And and as much as people love to hate on Roman Reigns, could you imagine him that night after beating The Undertaker with all those boos raining down? Imagine if he'd gone, why are you booing me? What's changed? Instead, he, played, he took the right ground and just went, this is my yard now. See you later. And owned it, but Big Show was a is a right wuss coming up, so he'll turn on the cards.
3: I can't wait for it.
0: Cannot wait.
3: CM Punk had the pipe bomb. We got Big Show's dud.
0: <laughs> Big Show's smoke bomb.
3: Speaking of smoke bombs, backstage I talks. Big with Show's Tory. bath
0: bomb because <laughs> it's very sensitive. <laughs>
3: China starts talking with a smelly but Tory and um, China says there's a problem but they can fix it. Ooh, but we'll have to wait until after this match to see what the problem is and it is Kurt Angle and Steve Blackman who are inexplicably friends again and even commentary has to mention um, yeah, why is this? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. They take on Edge and Christian and it's a fine match with nothing worth mentioning in great detail. Until Michael Cole mentions that Edge's sister Is marrying Val Venus So Edge and Venus Will then be brother and sister Causing Laura to go No, they'll be brothers-in-law, you idiot <laughs> <laughs> well, well justified Leaving that in the final edit, by the way Take a bow, Michael Cole And then A minute later, Val Venus shows up on the Titantron Or Ovaltron as they call it Which I will never say and to show he has Blackman sticks. And Steve Blackman is so confused by the fact, apparently, that we've gone into a time hole and we're, they're still feuding. And Val Venus explains he didn't want Blackman using these on his new brother-in-law. And while he's still confused over that, Edgy Christian get the top rope drop kick in the jackknife pin for the win. Lovely. Uh, this match seemed to exist just to let people know that Val Venus and Edge are now technically family.
0: Yeah, and I don't know whether we're going to do anything with it other than just acknowledge it on television. Yeah. We will see.
3: And also for Steve Blackman to get pinned again. But Kurt Angle is still undefeated. Backstage, China acts. And I've typed in here in brackets, no. <laughs> and she tells Tori that Jericho keeps on going on and on about this fantasy house for Tori wearing a flight attendants uniform with no underwear. And... Tori is traumatised again by hearing these disgusting visceral things that China is telling her while essentially wearing a bra and pants with high heels <laughs> and she goes on to do what she does every time someone comes up to her and tells her that they want to do the sex with her and that's tell Kane Is it oh, not China. a bit
0: grim that wrestlers are using Tori's post-traumatic stress disorders the same way that you'd use Pikachu's Thundershock
3: they're treating her like a, a, a kid's bath toy. <laughs> Wind them up and watch them gun.
0: Oh, it's just—it's—it's it's so tone deaf. It really is. Well, I was
3: talking to the Rock earlier, and he says that because he's half black, half Samoan, he doesn't know.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? We what be the Rock uh, Eat the bank <laughs> or have sex with Tory? Meanwhile, in this Jack history.
3: In great moments in Cactus history Cactus drops the elbow into the dumpster With a singles match with Terry Funk Sorry, Chainsaw Charlie Followed by the New Age Outlaws Sending them off the edge Oh, that was a moment, that was It was Just like Nitro's ratings in the year 2000 (laughs) Tough time New Age Outlaws versus Farouk And here we go Unsurprisingly, Ron tries to sneak attack During the intro Which is when they're at the most vulnerable We've already seen this match, so it doesn't last long So the New Age Outlaws start beating him. They beat him a bit, and then they pin him. Nothing too uh, sophisticated here. No reason to prolong it. And then Fatty Bradshaw shows up with a steel pipe to chase them both off. Eh, simple. And backstage, Triple H congratulates the New Age Outlaws, but wonders aloud where X-Pac is. (gasps) Dissension X rears its ugly head once again. And then we get the other tag match of the evening, Godfather and Dino Brown versus their headbangers in the battle of who will be forgotten about more by February 2000. And to add to this, Taz shows up in the intro with the moods about to change. And don't worry, you will also be forgotten about by the time February 2000 kicks along, mate. No one will be left spared. And Godfather asks before the match starts, what is going on with the headbangers dress sense? Mosh says, they're just mad because they're dressed better then they're trolls in the hose and uh, can't disagree with that and it also made me pay more attention to Mosh's clothing than I would normally, he's wearing a big smiley face on white trunks that's, that's Chaz's dress sense, he's dressed yeah. like Chaz I never realised that he had that little ode to his previous gimmick so keep that in mind, if McFoley wasn't able to make the rumble matches scheduled they could have gone with Mosh going well I may not be ready for the match review after Raw. But these fans deserve a substitute. I think you know the guy and just like <laughs> cleanse his face for a bit and wait a few minutes. I where's a second Triple H. And then, yeah, Chaz's music starts playing. He gives him the burning hammer. <laughs> and this is going nowhere.
0: Headbangers! <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, and I've, all I've written down is some action happens, but the crowd's only into the hose. So... Godfather finishes. So Bossman turns three, up eight. and tries
0: to kidnap all those.
3: <laughs> Bossman Heat Stealer. He's got a minivan.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of pies coming out of that, min- that minivan. I like. Maybe maybe they missed a trick with Big Boss, but obviously he cooked uh, Al Snow's dog. And you suggested earlier on that he was going to steal Terry and put her in a pie. They could have made him Sweeney Todd. I like it. Yeah. Sweeney Trailer. The Demon. But I think Bossman
3: of the Street. Some... They missed the beat by not having him as the reason why so-and-so had left the company. Like, hey, has anyone seen Sean Stasiak? And they just cuts to Big Boss Man eating a pasty. Going, well, no?
0: <laughs> a pasty, but with uh, Sean Stasiak's hot pink uh, pants wrapped around it like it's the package. I love this meat and gravy. <laughs> yes, this meat's pasty. It's like we've eaten him and he's in our stomachs. (laughs) (laughs) Simpsons reference available Uh, on Disney Plus next week. Yeah. um. Or this week as it is now. Oh, oh, well done, yeah. A question for you. You know Disney Plus? Oh, go on. Yeah. Um, Do you have to pay annually or can you pay monthly? (laughs) Because I've looked online and it's only telling me to pay £50 to Disney right now.
3: That's just how they say hello oh Disney. is it
0: really welcome yeah. hello I'm Mickey Mouse please give me fifty pounds for entertainment It's very accurate actually
3: yeah, but it's only twenty pound if you do uh, Disneyland plus at Paris
0: <laughs> do I get a do I get a fast track so I can watch uh, the Mandalorian before everybody else yeah but the plus side you are dying so you'll get the front yeah they should let me go at the front
3: to <laughs> see I think I believe it was p w insider suggested that For this year's WrestleMania, they should have some uh, make-a-wish kids at ringside. Oh. (sighs) Yeah, it got a positive
0: response online. Yeah, I can imagine it did. (laughs) Oh, Christ. PW Insider, what are you doing, man?
3: Anyway, Um, no, whoa. Shoo, shoo. This is because it's current events. That's horrible. Yeah, exactly. We should be
0: talking about the the multi-venued WrestleMania two-day extravaganza here. Because you're hearing about Uh, that everywhere else. We're talking about the past.
3: Backstage, Coachman is interviewing the show and The Rock. Even though I feel we've already got the point across with the previous interviews. But I think this episode was uh, running short for some reason. So they're interviewing together. And Big Show stops Rock from talking straight away and says, hey... I just want you to stay on the apron and stay out of my way and then leaves just to further the they don't like each other thing and then we get another Cat the Shack clip and it's a funny one this because I didn't even know this and I somehow we've missed it as well I think it was in between Smackdowns he returned random as hell one time on Raw 99 against Midian and Viscera in a handicap match I he didn't even have threw, a, he threw beach balls at him didn't they I believe so yes and he doesn't even have a Cactus Jack shirt on. It's very weird. And I'm like, I wonder who was right. Oh, that's right, that Russo chap who loved nothing more than bringing up old gimmicks. So
0: that was, I remember that happening. I vaguely, yeah, I do remember that happening. It was like for one, Shawn Michaels was the commissioner and he made it for one night only Cactus Jack versus Midian and Vista in a hardcore match and he just trouses them.
3: Yeah. And also, they offered him three grand to lose to Jeff Gerrard on Nitro.
0: <laughs> because Bruno Sammartino and and Nez and, and Ed Strangler-Lewis isn't yeah. taken them up on it. Do you remember how much livestock you could buy for three grand? <laughs> <laughs> hey, was Gorgeous Georgian
3: available? Like, I can't believe bruno i would know I would, uh, whatever he's been
0: doing all this time to wrestle jeff jarrett on nitro, bro does, it's amazing hear me out, it's bro. amazing hear me out bro you're gonna go out on nitro you're gonna lose to jeff jarrett bro you're gonna be amazing you might even make a comeback bro you gotta lose to jarrett
3: yeah you'll you'll do that you know um then gotten schmidt will come out you know, Dick the bruisel, break up the
0: fight, you know, what the what, If there was uh, ever any know. doubt that Vince Russo had a a a bulbous bonk on for Jeff Jarrett, there is your proof <laughs> right there. <laughs> a wrestler
3: a wrestler who started his career before electricity to come out on Night I love it. John, can you please photoshop what Bruno versus Bru- Monday Night Bruno would look like oh because I can't even I don't think you could do that and make it look good
0: I, I can't reckon, I literally I can't imagine could. this I reckon he could Monday Night Bruno John leave it with you
3: <laughs> anyway C- Kane versus Jericho Chris Jericho comes down to the ring and he's doing his best to inform Kane that no it's a setup. China's a filthy liar but he's Jericho so he does not do a good job of explaining because he tries to go, look, Kane, look, I'm only into pretty girls. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying that she's she's not that ugly. No, 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 okay, no, 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 okay. <laughs> and for some reason, Kane just doesn't, isn't very accepting of this explanation, so decides to just destroy Jericho for most of it. Until Kane, mad with anger, attempts a running clothesline on the outside off the ring steps and just hits absolutely nothing. God, crazy to see the stuff Kane was doing in 2000 when he was motivated and had healthy legs. And also, a little note, the people who pay attention to stuff like this, way too close, like myself, Lawler recited some of Jericho's lines at the start and said, and even said, ah, ha, ha, you must be retarded to find Tory good-looking, which Jericho did not say, and if they, he did, they edited it out because it is not Oscar season, retards are bad. Mm-hmm. That word is now out of the uh, WF dictionary because it used to be a weekly occurrence. <laughs> Rockwood, cocaine, the big red retard. But no, that is no longer acceptable. But obviously, look, that line somehow escaped
0: the editors. And it's okay when Lawless says it. Just shows you that sometimes commentary that is wildly out of time and out of context can accidentally be left in an edit. This happened in 2000. I'm sure it won't happen again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris go able to keep the advantage and gets the walls of Jericho on Kane, but then China and the cat show up to distract, so Kane powers out and tombstones little Jericho. China, grinning from ear to ear, sends out her, her version of Dark Link, the cat, to go and steal Jericho's half of the IC title to make her double IC champion or maybe just the only IC champ. Or whatever, who cares? <laughs> Moving on. What are your thoughts, Tom, if any?
0: Uh, Kane and Jericho will have some fun matches later in the year.
3: That is a lie, Tom. Why would you be this bad to the to
0: poor know, people? Well, well, okay, Well, I'll be intrigued when we get there. Maybe that my memory serves me incorrectly, but I quite enjoyed their matches
3: in 2000. Oh, really? Oh, I thought you were being silly. No, no, Which no. Was, no I, I, I
0: thought I enjoyed them, but I haven't watched them in 20 years. So, I, I, I'm intrigued to watch them again.
3: Oh, okay. I don't think they're late. Well, them. I'll let you enjoy them then, because or the, the memory of them, because I remember them being bloody awful. Leave the memories uh, away. But it just give us, you know... You think this is about
0: coffee? Yeah. You think this is about coffee? Yes, that's all it's about. Yeah. There yeah, is literally nothing else that this is about.
3: This is about my smelly girlfriend. <laughs> Stink lines over. Kane, Kane doesn't know. Kane's like, why is everybody avoiding her? Because he's got a burnt nose from the fire, so he can't detect oh, the smell.
0: Oh, Tori smells. Oh bless
3: only her. Only I, only I have a nose for Tori.
0: <laughs> I have a nose for you.
3: <laughs> Backstage, X Pac surprisingly is not impressed with Triple H's do good. He says, this is the third time he's at the Wrestle of the big show. And he's like, I'm not fooling for that again. But Triple H is like, come on, man. You can trust me, you know, the click.
0: Woo, suck it. Yeah. And Xbox is like, oh, OK, then. I don't get these DX bits. Like, it's, it's the fact that I'm not even intrigued as to whether it's a setup all along. Like, I know it's going to be a setup all along. But it's just the way they drag it out. Um, I like the the world building
3: they're making. Well, that's not very well said. But but the fact that setting the fact like is there some distrust? Well, we'll just have to keep on watching, Tom. Okay. Which I think the whole thing is you know it's like well after this break after one eight hundred collect after Uggs will they still be friends? After the tiger handheld that Adam bought loads of, <laughs> and coincidentally the coronavirus broke out a week later. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Machini. I
0: might do a, I might do a Twitch stream of one of those Tiger oh, uh, God. handhelds. It could be minutes of entertainment.
3: Yeah. And back to Head Over
0: Heels. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Yes. Did you get stuck on the game? I never completed it as a child.
3: Oh. So okay. I'm
0: excited. By the time this goes up, I've already begun live streaming Head Over Heels with the Amstrad on my Twitch channel. Uh, the Tom Campbell, Aww. and uh, I hope you'll come and join me there for shenanigans.
3: That's nice. I might try and play Shovel Knight because <gasps> they've added yes. even more DLC, free DLC. I should add. Amazing! This game came out what 2014,
0: I want to say, and it's been f- every few months. Oh, we'll provide another bit of the game. Just, they just because keep on pushing on. I'd like to give some props, by the way, to the people who make Football Manager. I think it's Sega that make Football Manager. It who, is now, yes. In these difficult times, they have done God's work and they have released Football Manager 2020 for free on Steam. That is a lot of happy dads. And that is a lot of no work getting done in home offices. <laughs> right. Watch and... the country grind to a halt because all the major accountants and and, and and work from home financiers are busy trying to get Ebbs Fleet United into the Premier League. <laughs> to
3: tell you it's the <sighs> The only game my dad's played that he's done an all nighter on.
0: Is it really?
3: He played it uh when it was Champ Man. It was when we in oh three oh four. And I just came on downstairs, getting ready for school, and he went, "What, what, what do you want? I was what? You, you hungry? You want a snack or something? What are you, what are you coming down for it this hour?" <laughs> Dadding one oh
0: one. What do you want? Yeah, are you went, hungry? You tired? You yeah, like how
3: dare you break? Bring- how dare you break my <laughs> concentration! All this and disturb this this midnight session. I went, Dad, it's seven a.m. I'm Oh no, I've got work. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, what
0: a messing.
3: guy. Yeah, what a guy. Speaking of guys, main event time. Triple H gets the microphone, uh, after making his light little grand entrance, and goes, Ah, oh, let me guess, who's gonna come out? Uh, hmm, it's gonna be showing Rock. Oh well. The Rock's going to come out second because he has such a huge ego. So that means coming out first is the man, the Rock, called a jabroni. And right on cue, Big Show's like, well, oh, I'm a jabroni. For God's
0: sake. They do no good to the Big Show. They, they just, I feel like now it's deliberate. <laughs> like they, they constantly make him just look like a jabroni. Yeah.
3: Instead of a riff now it's Jabron, Jabron, Jabron Yes it's a big bad Jabron tonight Jabron, jabron, nah, jabron. Bro. <laughs> So Triple H smirks he's a, Pats himself on the back and goes "Oh, Well done Iago uh, Big Show takes apart Triple H to begin But refuses to tag The Rock And The Rock gives him that big stare Xbox gets squished in the corner With Triple H Described as Michael Cole as a DX sandwich With Big Show as the bread the rock tags himself in though and cleans house with x-park taking that huge bump out the ring he'd also take at royal rumble bless him but big show argues with the referee because of the illegal tag he claims so x-park is able to twat the rock with a chair to break up the people's elbow so leaving x-park and triple h to work over the rock they two on the roster who are allowed to do so but rock gets away and struggles towards the big show big shows wanting the tag wants it like he wants a bacon double cheeseburger but then takes his hand away at the last second like an owner playing with his dog in the park. And The Rock is so distraught, he walks right into a pedigree to lose one, two, three. And DX run away, as they do every week. And then Big Show just waddles in and chokeslams The Rock for kicks.
0: (laughs) Ah. What do you think of this, Tom? Uh, It was a very standard SmackDown main event. We're now finding this lovely groove with SmackDown where it is becoming the... uh... That it, where it now feels proper at like the B show. So it's like, let's keep everything ticking over until Raw next week. So this, so a tag team main event is a great way of accomplishing that. Like, nothing has really begun or ended on this show. Just everything just keeps ticking over. And that's what this tag team match does. Keeps it ticking over.
3: Yeah, well said. And that's the end of the episode. So, as we usually do, do we even need to do the bit that we remember like you want just skip to how good the Cactus Jack bit was again
0: I think yeah I think on this occasion we're both gonna go that Cactus Jack the metamorphosis from mankind to Cactus Jack phenomenal phenomenal great great yep. wrestling television
3: yeah if you don't wanna watch this entire episode just watch that bit it's gotta be on YouTube somehow huh? Oh, you know, the network. Um,
0: <laughs> and uh we'll do we will do something you forgot about this one. Cuz I think it's only fair. Something that you forgot okay. about this one. Uh I forgot um that China used Tory like a Pikachu <laughs> in a feud with Chris Jericho.
3: You know when uh, Smash Brothers when Kirby eats somebody. So dresses like them. Yes. <laughs> I am gonna go with a uh, bit of a sad one, very dull one this week. Um, Mosh dressing up like Chaz. Nice. Kind of. That's how the, this is the new Mean Street Posse when they're not around. We'll talk about well, remember Chaz.
0: I like it. I like it. That's nice. That's nice. So, uh, that, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I believe this will be how we do it for uh, the next week or so. Um, uh, via the power of the internet I would like to take a moment to say thank you to you for listening to this and continuing to support Cultaholic during these very strange times that we live in we promise in return we will continue to talk about wrestling from 20 years ago
3: <laughs> yes like, this, this cannot prevent us from talking about the most important things to us right now which is how bad is the big show this week
0: <laughs> actually here's something I forgot in terms of Smackdown here's something I forgot a live crowd Aww. live fans at a wrestling show those were the Aww. days <laughs> and we will have them again soon we will have them again soon he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter together we are at Cultaholic on Twitter join us next time stay safe Love you, bye.
3: Wash your hands. <laughs>